Hello and welcome, Friartown. Today is June 16th, and today we're going to be joined by the closer, Al Durham. I am Billy Ritchie, and this is the Friar Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody back to episode 25 of the Friar Podcast. I'm of course your host, Billy Ritchie, and today I'm joined by The Closer. In life, it's never easy to come into a new environment and immediately become a leader, but that's exactly what Al Durham did. Transferring to Providence for his graduate year, he led the Friars in points, minutes, and of course, free throws. Al finished his Friar career on the Big East all-time all-tournament team second team NABC All-District, and as I'm sure we all remember, on the NCAA Midwest All-Regional Tournament team as well. Al Durham, welcome to the Friar Podcast. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you. It's it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me, man. You got it. And uh, we're going to start off with something we do on every episode, and we got to know, where is your favorite Providence restaurant that you experienced this past year? Oh man, my favorite restaurant. I would That's have right. to say the place that I ate the most would probably be these wings. These wings. It's a um a little, you know, a little spot, you know, a little local spot. I think a lot of people don't know about. So it was it was a it was a they had some of the best wings that I had in town. So I would say these wings for sure. Love it. That's, you know, I'm a local and, and I haven't tried every place. I haven't been able to get over there. So I'll have yeah. to give it a shout now that you uh, now that you recommended it. Yeah, go try them out. I'll say most definitely these wings. You grew up in Georgia. You actually grew up 15 minutes away from another Friar great, Marshawn Brooks. You grew up in Lil, uh, Lilburn, I believe, and Marshawn grew up in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I actually grew up in Stone Mountain and then I went to school in Lilburn oh. later on. So yeah, I know my yeah, Marshawn. I've been watching Marshawn for a long time. Cool. I mean, very small world there. And we yeah. obviously know basketball, basketball and sports in general play a big role um in, in, in the early years. So would love to know if like you grew up playing some other sports and what it was like playing basketball in Georgia growing up. Oh man, well, I tried football for probably a split second. I probably played one or two games and then my dad sat me down. And he was just like, do you want to play football or you want to play basketball? And I was just like, oh, I was good at football, but I was like, man, let me go ahead and just stick to what I love. I love basketball so much. It was just a no-brainer for me. But growing up playing football was, you know, everybody played football in Georgia. I think, you know, we all go through that phase where you got to try a different sport to see if you liked it. I mean, I liked football, but I just loved basketball. So that was but that was my my niche early. I knew early that I wanted to play basketball. So basketball was my main thing. I was I was playing basketball probably since I was probably I can remember picking up a ball like around three. So it was early, early, they say. So it says on the PC website that you're a Knicks and Yankees fan. How did yeah. you become a New York sports fan growing up in Georgia? Oh man, I mean, all my family's from New York. My dad's from New York, my mom's from New York and up. So and then I was born in New York. So it was just like, you know, when you got all these New Yorkers around you, you got to somehow, you know, fall in love with something New York. But I fell in love with the Yankees and the Knicks, even though the Knicks haven't, you know, been the greatest team to follow. But, you know, 
uh, I got to stick loyal to them. So, you know, those are my two favorite teams. So that's how uh, a kid from Georgia got to, you know, love on New York teams. Your first stop in college, you went over to Indiana. Obviously, a storied program with a lot of great players and a lot of great coaches. You actually visited Indiana the same day as now fellow Friar Cliff Moore visited Indiana and, and um, you know, Tom Crean brought you guys in. You were team captain there, scored over a thousand points. What was your visit like there with Cliff Moore? And, you know, must've been pretty hard to leave Indiana with all the success you had there. Oh man, that's funny because that's the a story that you're going to tell that me and Cliff will probably tell forever, but you know, that's the day me and Cliff became locked in. That's something like my best friend, you know, that's like my brother. You know, we've always kept in contact. We've been close since that day. And that day was probably, I think that day was my birthday, actually. I think we visited on my birthday. So that was a, it was a lot, an eventful day. But I would say, you know, that visit was amazing. Indiana was amazing. It brought me to, you know, fellow Friar, as you said, Clifton Moore. You guys are going to love them. You guys are going to, uh, you guys are going are to take care of them for me. And, you know, that's my guy. He's a great kid, great basketball player. And I know he's going to come to Friartown and put some smiles on y'all faces and, you know, lead y'all to a couple wins for sure. Can you give us a little scouting report on Cliff's game, having been so close to him in, in the past? Man, Cliff is special. Cliff is a seven-foot, do-it-all, big, can shoot it, can put it on the ground, can block shots. Whatever you need, Cliff can do, I think. And that's how special I think he is. I think he can be even better than that. That's the crazy part under Coach Cooley and Coach Ivan and Coach Battle and all those guys, you know, working with him. I think he can become even better. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, and I think he's going to shock a lot of people this year coming into the Big East. Let's talk about the game that you played against PC when you were on Indiana, you were, you were balling that night. You had 19 and you had six rebounds and you took care of the Friars pretty handedly. I think you guys won by 20 or so. Yeah. What was, what was it like playing that game? That was funny because I always remember coach Cooley and coach Ivan, you know, recruited me when coach Tom Crean had got fired from IU. So I had opened my recruitment for a little bit and it was between you guys and Indiana. And you know how that story went, but, you know, I ended up back here. But, you know, that was a, a game on the list that I was like, oh, okay, this is a, you know, a little special one, like one that you circle because, you know, it's all fun and games between, you know, Coach Cooley. Coach Cooley always checked up on me. Coach Ivan always checked up on me. So it was a game I felt like, you know, I took a little personal. So, you know, you know how that went. You know, it was a great game, but I felt like we all took it personal, that game. And, you know, <laughs> that's, how, how, that's how that went, I would say. So let's talk about the transfer process to PC. My big question here is, what is the main difference between playing in the Big Ten and the Big East? I think the Big East is more free-flowing. The Big East is more free-flowing. It's more guard-oriented, I would say, even though, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of great bigs in the Big East. I think it's more guard play oriented and more faster, a faster pace. I think the Big Ten was more big-oriented. You know, you got a lot of good bigs over there, so it's a lot of you know, go through the big type of play. I think in the Big East, it's more free-flowing, free play, open space. You know, you get a lot more. It's a lot more open in the Big East, I would say, than the Big Ten. Tell me what was going through your mind when you got to Providence, right? You go from Indiana to a small school in the Big East. Like, you roll up to the city, you roll up to the school. What was going through your head? 
<laughs> I didn't know what to expect, honestly. When I rolled up, I was just like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect or what it looked like. So it was just like a, you know, a shocker almost. But I came to love it. You know, I brought my dog up here and my dog loved the campus. He wanted to walk around the campus the whole time. But no, nah, it was, I wouldn't say it's like a, a big dif- a big difference because at the end of the day it's college. I would just say Indiana's just like you said, a little bit big, a lot, well, a lot bigger, but you know, it's still a college feel, I guess, of um Providence that still made it feel similar or almost the same. So in terms of the offseason, before we get into the magical 21-22 year that was, yeah, Providence has a reputation for putting in some work. Guys love to stay in the summer. The coaches are always around. Ex-players are coming around. What was the vibe like in terms of the work? Like, what were you working on going into the season? Going into the season, I was just working on all aspects of my game, whether that had been shooting, shooting off the dribble, passing, you know, making plays, being able to get past people. Like, we worked on my whole arsenal during the offseason. But I felt like the, the energy and the vibes that everybody brought, everybody was in the gym. Like, literally, if you were going to the gym at any time of the day, somebody would be in there. So I think getting on campus and seeing that, it gave me a great feeling because everybody wanted to work. Everybody wanted to get better. Everybody had a chip on their shoulder. Everybody had something to prove. So when I got there and I realized everybody was working, I felt like, you know, I had to turn it. I even went up a notch, even though I was already a gym rat. I felt like I had to turn it up a notch myself. So as I was telling you before we started recording, uh, AJ came on with us, myself and Kevin Farahar. And we were talking about how, when transfers come in, there could be, you know, there could be button some heads. It could be like, oh, like, you know, this is my turf or the transfers coming in. They're like, this, this is going to be our turf. The vibe was like, you guys just fit in right away. Like how do you, you and Justin specifically, like how, how did you guys just kind of come right onto campus and just fit in with this crew? I mean, it almost like worked perfectly. I would say, because as soon as we got on campus, it felt like we all knew each other already. And that was, it was kind of weird, but it was just like, it fit perfectly us coming in and then everybody that was already here it almost was like it almost was like I don't know it was just like like look at the Irish I would say but I mean we all wanted the same thing I felt like so that's why it was no buzzing of heads because we all wanted to win we all wanted to win championships we all wanted to do something special and we all understood that if we checked our egos at the door we could do something real special here and I, I thought the team was special from the jump. I knew that you guys had some great pieces coming, get great pieces already there. And then adding me and Justin, I felt like we were the perfect two to fit in. So, I mean, it was, it was no egos. It was no beefs. It was just a smooth sailing since the first day we got there, I would say. And you usually don't get that, but we got lucky enough to where, you know, we all fit in. We all liked each other. We all connected as brothers. And, you know, that led to this. 21 22 season we're about to talk about and and it, and it showed right you know right from the jump season opener against fairfield right you have 18 points you go 9 to 12 from the line kind of sets the tone for the story of your year leading us in points and free throws what was your initial impressions of, of playing at the dunk oh man it was cold <laughs> that, the first thing i remember this the first thing i walked into the dunk i realized that it was freezing in there knowing that it was an ice rink somewhere in there, but it was just like, man, it, how do y'all even play in here? It's cold. But it's not <laughs> went on. It got colder, but, you know, I got used to it. But I remember the first impressions, it was cold. But once we started playing, it was just like, I don't know. It just felt like good. It felt good to get back on the court. You know, COVID, having fans, 
So it felt good to be on the court. It felt good to be in the arena, have fans come out. So I, I remember the first the first game like it was yesterday, but it, I remember it being cold, and I remember it being a relief that fans were there. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very unique venue, I would say, in the fact that Rhode Island doesn't have a professional sports team. So Providence kind of serves as our professional sports team, and I, I hope you felt that when you were playing. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, you know. You guys don't have a professional team, so it felt like we were the professional team. Everybody, you know, come out to the dunk. We're playing because we don't have to compete with, like, an NBA team or a professional team. So we were the only thing that was, like, going on that night. So it just – it felt like it. And then as the season went on, you could feel, like, more and more people coming out. You could see the dunk get more and more packed. And it just, you know, that energy that you guys had in there was amazing. And I feel like that was top tier, you know. Like, it's not a lot of places that get like that, so – and I've been to a lot of different gyms. So, I mean, it's, a, it's my hats off to Providence fans, man, because they were great. So let's talk about some specific games from this past year. I'll, I'll bring up I, – I wrote them down to you, but let's go one by one here, right? These are the ones that stuck out for me. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the Wisconsin game on the road. Never easy to play at Wisconsin. I mean, this is a perennial team that <laughs> makes, the te- makes the tournament like every year. My, going through my head, all the big teams, the, the big ten teams that we had are circled on the calendar. And I had never won at Wisconsin while I was at Indiana. So that was a big game for me. That was like a huge game. That was when I circled on my calendar. And going in there and getting a win was probably one of the top feelings I had since being in college because that's not an easy place to win for anybody. Like, they don't lose that many games at home. I don't think people really realize that. But those four years that I was at Indiana, they rarely lost at home. Like, rarely. So going in there and getting a win was a great feeling. And then my guys, they told me before the game, it was like, we got you. We're going to get this win for you. And now, and then we came out with the win. So it was, it was a sweet feeling for sure. That three pointer that you made was, was cold. <laughs> it was, it was it, 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 like, I don't think it touched any rim. Do you, do you like, you had a better nah, vantage point I than I did. It <laughs> nah, I mean, it was a, it was a, I was about to say that was probably when the closing thing started. Cause at that time, you know, it felt like, you know, I nobody could like stop us. I felt like I feel like that was like the 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 steam roll into us winning those close games because I felt like that was almost a nail biter at the end. So I felt like that winning in a hostile environment like that that helps in the long run. I felt like so. Te- let's go to the Texas Tech game. Right, their uh, clear objective was to take Nate out of the game, but they didn't take into account your greatness in the sense of you went 12, you went, you went 12 for 13 from the line that game, right? There's no yeah. way we win that game without you. What, what was that game? Oh man, that's another big game. That's like a, a blockbuster game. What we call them is Big East Classics. Uh, man, that's a big game. I mean, you know, like you said, second half, I didn't have a great first half. I don't, yeah, I didn't have a great first half. So I ended up changing my sneakers, you know, trying to get a better feel for the game. And then once we came out, I seen one go. I seen the three go in. I felt like after that, I, it was just all uphill for us. I felt like we had the momentum. I felt like we had juices going. Coach Cooley had us going. My teammates were rolling. AJ was hitting crucial shots. You know, everybody was playing a crucial part. I felt like we always felt like we could win every game. Like every game we went into, even though we would go down sometimes, we would go up sometimes, they would come back. Even sometimes the rest will play a part. But I felt like in every game, we always tell us, hey, I like us or, you know, I, 
we we got this one, fellas. You know, no need to put our heads down. We got this. Just get a, a couple stops here. We're right back in the game. So just having my guys always like, you know, backing me or backing us as a unit, you know, they always, you know, brought the fire for me. And I feel like, you know, it's a credit to my teammates because without them, I don't do some of the stuff that I did this year, I don't think. Yeah, you guys complimented each other so well. And 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 the best part was is we could have somebody leading the stat line and points, rebounds, assists, you know, a different person each night. Night, right. And that, and that's what we went into the year with like anybody could go off. We just need somebody to start it off for us. Whether it be Nate, AJ, JB, me, Justin, Noah, Bree, whoever, Ed, anybody could have started it off for us, but we just needed one guy, you know, to, you know, get us rolling, get it, get the crowd involved. And I felt like once we got the crowd involved and we got rolling, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of teams beating us, honestly. We, of course, have to talk about our in-state rival, URI. What was yeah. it like playing in the PCURI game? I mean, at home, thankfully, because it can get kind of rowdy on the other side. But what, what did you think of the PCURI game? Oh, man, great rivalry game, great turnout. But I felt like, you know, you know, PC, had, we had to win that one. Coach Cooley emphasized emphasized us getting that one and I felt like you know it was our our mission to go out there and win that one and I felt like you know it was a good rivalry game but I know I've heard that you know over there it gets a little bit more rowdy over there from what they told me yeah well they look at us as as their Super Bowl game and and we look at them as just another game you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) I can see that I can see that by the game for sure you played in a lot of great games this year and you were at the free throw line or you were the guy to take the shot at the end of the game many a times this year. And we already touched on it briefly, the closer role. It's how you got the nickname Mariano Rivera and you embraced it, but you embraced it in a way where you're like, Hey, like I'm going to let my talking come on the court. What was it like again, being a grad transfer coming in and, and, and into the beginning parts of the season and the midway point of the season with everybody being like, hey, you're the guy to take the shot at the end of the game or take the free throws. Man, I mean, it's an honor. I feel like that's just a dedication to all the hard work that you put in. But it's also a dedication to how many times you failed. I've taken a, a many of last shots and missed of many of last shots. So to be able to call, be called Mariano Rivera, the closer, I think that's a testament to all the times where you – you fail, I think, you know, sometimes you got to fail to prevail, you know, to hit those shots, you know, you got to go back, you know, shoot them shots a thousand times over and over and over. And I mean, that's a testament to all the hard work in the journey, I feel like. And I embraced it because, you know, your teammates and your coaches having faith in you like that, it's only but so many things you can do but step up. I felt like I owed it to them. I owed it to all the people that, you know, that have been following me and, you know, that have enjoyed this journey with me and I felt like you know my last year I had to you know make my mark and I felt like you know that closer Mariano Rivera role was one of those things that you know I had to embrace and just you know take upon myself and make sure I didn't let you guys down for real. You certainly didn't and let me ask a little bonus question off that so I noticed the minute you start playing for PC like I'm a you know I work in sports like I've, I've been a, a fan for for 20 plus years right. that you you just have a certain swagger when you're dribbling and you're in and you're a, there's just a certain feel to your game uh-huh. when when you're playing when did you realize you had that feel for the game that like other guys almost have to create unnaturally man the funny thing is like I told you the day that I put the football down 
was <laughs> was the day that I knew like I was really like really I really loved this game like I really understood it at a young age and I really just loved playing and I felt like it came early because I always could see like basketball differently than everyone else I would say like how somebody would watch a game for entertainment like I would watch a game and like dissect it and like see how he could have made that pass or he could have made that move or he could have made that read and I'm like in like middle school elementary school I'm talking to my dad about reads and different actions and it was just like funny because a lot of people looked at me like what is he talking about like what why are you like why are you talking about this he just did this and it was just like I don't know we just watching two different things but we're watching the same thing I would say and I learned early like early like I've learned that I had a love for this game and an IQ for this game that a lot of people didn't really have for real yeah whether it's getting to the rim or making different passes or you know just just spacing and in the ability to create your own shot like I've I, I think I speak for Friartown when I say we were really impressed from day one and I, I'd just be curious to know what has your relationship been like with Ed Cooley through all of this, right? You commit, you come in as a grad transfer, you go on this magical run, like where, did, where does he rank in your life amongst coaches and, and, and guys that you've had experiences with? Oh man, I owe Coach Cooley and Coach Ivan and them the world, man, because without them, I don't get a fit. I don't get my fifth year without them bringing me in and trusting me with this team and being able to, you know, put their faith in me to, you know, make something special like this happen. I owe them the world. We still talk every now and then just to check up on me. They'll call and check up with me, text me and check up on me, make sure I'm all right, ask me if I need anything. Those guys are great men. You know, they also, you know, make sure I'm doing the right thing, make sure I'm st my head's on straight, make sure I'm keeping my composure, you know, different things like that. And you can't, you can't find that too many places, man. And I think these guys rank high up there for me because they gave me a shot and they actually cared for me while I was under their, you know, under their watching. So I appreciate those guys. I'm indebted in them to, into, I'm indebted in them, into them for life because, you know, we had a special run, but it came before the run that they always checked up on me. They always asked how I was doing, even while I was in the, at Indiana, just to, you know, check on me as a person rather than just a player that they was recruiting. Yeah. And I think that's something we're mostly proud of in the Friar community is that like, it's real. These guys are real. Like this is, this is their life. And, and, and they're, they want to give as much to these, you know, this community and the players who play for PC as possible. A thousand percent. I agree. I agree. So, a thousand percent. so during the season, you battled some injuries in, in, in different points. Um, specifically, I believe it was the hernia. Um, and, and you missed the Nova game down the stretch. Right. Were, yeah. were you, yeah, I mean, I'm, I have no doubts that must have been tough for you as a competitor to miss, but was that a big, you know, was that a big help in terms of getting you back healthy for the, you know, for the, for the tournament run of the season? Uh, yeah, actually that was probably one of the smarter moves we made. I felt like, you know, that little window of rest helped later on in the long run, even going into the national tournament, I think it helped, but it helped even going into the, Big, big East tournament, and I think it helped a lot more in the, um, the national tournament because I felt great during the national tournament. I felt really good. I was moving well. I felt like I had got my legs back up under me. And I think that game was a little – if I play that game, of course, I come back 
no. But I don't think I look as well or move as well if I don't miss that game. Even though I really wanted to play that game and I felt like we should have won, even without me, they should have. I felt like we had a chance at winning that game. But I mean, as a competitor, you know, I'm always, I always want to be on the floor with my guys. And I always want to be out there to just have their back and, you know, make sure I do whatever I can to help them win. And I felt, I felt when I sat a couple games, uh, I felt helpless almost a little bit. I'm glad that it brought you to that place for the, for the NCAA tournament, because for the Big East tournament, right. Mm-hmm. You, you come into the Butler game and things aren't going too well to start, you know, we were a little cold, you know, they're, they're taking the lead at certain points, but you have your moment at MSG in front and probably in front of friends and family as well, right. who, who, were at, who were at the game, a lot of friends and family. And you hit that big three. What did that feel like to win that uh, in that sort of fashion at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Man, you know, they always talk about MSG as one of the, you know, safe havens, the biggest place to play. If you want to play basketball, this is where, you know, you want to make a moment. This is where you, you know, leave your imprint. This is like one of the biggest stages that you can play on. And just to hit a game winner after being out, as far as long as I was, man, that's a testament to all the hard work, keeping the faith, man, and just my teammates trusting in me. I mean, <laughs> as you said, I didn't have it going that whole game. You know, I haven't, I didn't play a game because that was right after the Nova game. So I haven't had played a game in like probably two weeks before that. So when that shot dropped, it was almost like a sigh of relief, but also like, man, I shot this shot a million times and you know, you can't take for granted how many times all the work that you put in because you never know when it's going to show up. And it showed up that night for me inside Madison Square Garden and in the first round of the Big East tournament. I mean, that's a big shot no matter how you look at it. And that's I'm grateful for it, man. I'm grateful for my teammates and coaches trusting in me to take that shot. So then the Creighton game comes. You were balling. You were having a good game. But at the end of the day that, you know, they felt – fell short of, of the ultimate goal of winning that Big East tournament title. Do you think that loss helped motivate the group for the NCAA tournament? A million percent, because we felt like we had fell short of our goal. I mean, the goal was to win the Big East, win the Big East tournament, and try to go get a national tournament. That's how good we felt we were. That's how good we all felt we were, and I felt like, you know, we fell short of one of our goals, and I felt like that motivated us. That that humbled us almost, but it gave us another chip to put on our shoulder because going into that tournament, they seen us lose that game. They thought we were going to lose the first round. They thought we were going to lose the second round. And they thought we didn't even have a shot against Kansas. And I felt like that's, that would create, that's what created that narrative for us. And I felt like we needed it going into the tournament because it gave us another chip to add onto our shoulder. So let's talk NCAAs next. I'm sure that was really special for you. And I'd be curious to know, not almost even about the games to start, like South Dakota and Richmond, but like what were your favorite memories being with the guys during that run in Buffalo? And and what are some memories that you have about those first two games? Oh, man. (laughs) The memories from the first two games, or are you talking about outside of the games before, before I go down the line? I, I'm I'm cool with outside of it too. I mean, just a different perspective of like, you know, we we're close. Like a lot of us went to the games and, mm-hmm. and, and went to Buffalo and Chicago, but like 
what what was it like being on the inside like going into the NCAA tournament at that point oh man it was it was great man even though we were on flights cracking jokes man we're all laughing giggling around each other we went to dinners we had I think it was JB's birthday JB's birthday was going on during the tournament uh, it was just a lot of laughter, man, and a lot of enjoying each other's company. I felt like we all were it was either in each other's rooms or hanging out in the lobbies, and we were watching the games. We will go get food together. I mean, it's a lot of special moments that we had, a lot of jokes, a lot of laughter, a lot of just enjoying each other's company, man. And I felt like those are the things that you'll remember forever. And I feel like the games were great, but just being able to be around our coaches and the teammates, man, I feel like those were amazing, man. That's those are the memories you'll carry forever. Those are the memories I feel like you tell each other when you get old and, you know, y'all see each other. We come back to PC and then we crack jokes about how we were all cracking jokes in the, on the bus or even in the rooms. And it was just like, I don't know, it was a special time, I would think. And then on top of that, we were winning games. And then for the games, I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you. Once we tipped off, it felt like, it was magical. I don't know why. I think it was because I was home. I felt like because I was where I was born at. But it just felt like I was floating out there. I don't know why. I just felt great playing in the tournament. I don't know if it was the stage. I don't know if it was because we were in the national tournament. But I felt what they were talking about. It just felt real special. And I guess I just turned it into another gear. And I felt Amazing playing in the tournament, and it felt good to actually be on that stage and actually feel healthy and be able to play. And I was just grateful for all that, honestly. I mean, both games, you scored in double figures. I mean, there was the Richmond run was incredible. I mean, a lot of us were expecting that to be a close game just because they had an experienced team who was motivated to win on their end as well. But you guys pushed the pedal to the metal in that game. <laughs> yeah, because we heard all the all the naysayers, we heard all the talk, we heard we heard everybody, you know, not you know, writing us off. And I felt like that added the chip, and I felt like that's why we came out how we came out those first two games. Because I mean, they was writing us off. We had nothing to lose, but we felt like we were better than them. There was no reason why people should have rid us up, should have wrote us off. But I mean, that's a part of the game. We all knew that. And I guess that's what created our edge and our chip because we wanted to come out there and destroy everybody we played. Send a message to the world that we're not no flute. We're not lucky. This is a testament to all our hard work that we put in. And I felt like that's what we did those first two games. Those first two games, we really came out and we were hungry. We were real hungry to get, get to that Sweet 16 Elite Eight. So let's talk about the Sweet 16. I went out to Chicago myself. The United Center, a huge stage. It seemed like there were some jitters on both sides for both teams to start um, exactly. because, you know, it's not like you guys have, you know, you don't play each other that much. And I'm sure there was some tape reviewing that had to be done on both sides. Right. How big were they? How tough were, the, were they to get buckets against in that first half? I feel like we just, we just took a little bit longer to get a feel. I feel like, you know, our first half wasn't the greatest first half, of course, as everybody knows. But I felt like once we got a feel to the game and once we got a feel to what they were trying to do, was they were trying to out-muscle us. They were trying to, like, knock us off our stuff, take us out of our stuff, take us out of rhythm. And I felt like once we got a rhythm, I felt like we – if we would have got that rhythm in the first half, it's a, it's a different game. But even then, I felt like we had a chance – we had our chances at winning the game. We had our chances regardless of how we played in the first half. I feel like our second half made up for it. 
and we had our shots. I mean, of course, you hate to lose that game because you want to play with those guys forever. You want to carry on to the next round. We felt like we were a national championship team. We felt like we we deserved to win it, but the ball didn't bounce our way that night. And I felt like, you know, I was hurt because I felt like it was just like something that I could have done to help or something that I could have took back during the game that could have helped. And it was just like, man, we're finally, we're really done. The special season has come to an end. And it was, it was hard. It was hard once we got into the locker room because we all were, you know, upset, of course. But that was a special game. We made our runs in the game. We made plays. You know, we got the crowd involved. The crowd was amazing. And it, it was a great game, man. It's something that you, you carry on with you forever. But you always look back and be like, man, what if? You gave it your all. You scored 21 in that game. I think everybody can agree. Everybody on the team gave it their all. And a lot of Friar fans showed up to Chicago and, and yeah, they traveled pretty well. A lot of Friar fans. <laughs> and it almost felt like the dunk for a second once we went on our run. It did. It, it really did. When Coach Cooley got the, the crowd going up. And, and I remember there was a tough layup that you made that kind of brought us to life in the second half. Mm-hmm. The, then, it, then it brought us to the lead uh, with five minutes to go. And it just felt like every, felt like the team was tired almost. It was, you know, they give, they gave everything they had to, to secure that lead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a couple calls go our way, a couple calls here and there, a stop here and there. It's a different ball game, but I mean, we gave it all. And that's all you guys at the end of the day is everybody give their all. And I mean, at the end of the day, we wish we could have got it done for y'all. You guys gave us something we haven't had in a long time here in Friartown. So we're, we're very thankful for it. And, I'd love to know your final thoughts of these 2021-2022 Providence Friars and, and specifically the impact that you and Justin made coming in as, 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 as grad transfers. Oh, man, that was a, it was a special year. I felt like that was my best year of college basketball. If you look at, even if you look at the numbers, but not even numbers-wise, I'm talking about just environment-wise, I felt like that was a special group. You know, that's a hard group to come by, uh, egoless, together, close-knit group like that, I feel like that's hard to come by. But I felt like it it made, it did its purpose for Providence, man. You guys have reloaded. You guys have a great incoming class. And me and Justin are just grateful for you guys giving us a shot. But I felt like we helped turn it around almost a little bit. I felt like Providence got a little bit more noise, a little bit more respect after we came here. And we just wanted to leave it better than we were brought in. That was it. We just told ourselves we're going to come in and just give everything we got, and we're going to try to change the culture here. And <laughs> lo and behold, we did that. And I felt like, you know, I'm grateful for Justin because, man, that was my best friend. You know, you don't come across guys like that or you don't make friends like that in the first year sometimes, man. But that was my guy the whole way through. Nonetheless, all my all of them was my guys, AJ, JB, Nate, Noah, Reed, Ed, Rice, and Tay is legend. Raphael, they all be family forever. But man, that that was a special group. And I felt like this 21-22 season will be one that goes down in the history books, let alone we put up a banner, you know, done something that was never done in Providence. You know, we won. It felt like we was making history every other game. And I felt like, you know, it almost felt like a movie. I feel like, you know, a lot of those things don't happen in one season or, you know, let alone back-to-back how things were happening for us. So it was just a testament to our whole group sticking through it and just, you know, 
man, doing a great job. And also, I got to throw Fonts in there. I can't leave Fonts out of there because, you know, that was our leader, our captain, man. He was – he did some great things for us as well, bringing us – bringing sparks in games, leading us off the court, on the court. You know, I just – you know, I'm grateful for all of those guys, man, because they'll be my brothers for life. We'll never forget what was done here. And, man, Fire, <laughs> the Fire family will forever be my family. I'll forever be a Fire man. It was just amazing. I can't thank you guys enough for having me. And, you know, you guys will forever hold a big place in my heart. Beautifully said. So was Font, was Fonts the most vocal in the locker room? Was he the leader? Fonts was most definitely the most vocal. You know, he was, he was dang near a coach, but he was most definitely the most vocal. He was the outspoken one. He was the one that, you know, kept us, kept us in line, let alone us, you know, all of us were seniors, all of us was, you know, fifth year, most of us were fifth years. So, you know, you don't have to do too much talking because we all know, but Fonts most definitely was the, the head of the, the head, man. He, he was most definitely a leader. He would most definitely give us what coaches are talking about. He, he was that bridge between coach to the team. When it wasn't him, it was one, it was me, or it was Nate, or it was Noah, or it was Justin. But Fonts most definitely helped lead us. He played a big part for us, I felt like. And he made some big plays throughout the season to help us win, honestly. Who was the funniest guy on the team? Funniest guy on the team, Ed Crosswell. <laughs> Cheese, Ed, right? Cheese, man. Easy. <laughs> Easy. And Easy. Who, who, was, who was the guy that they had to literally close the gym on? I know you guys were all, again, I've had LaDante on the show. I've had AJ. We, we, we just had Jared. Everybody worked hard on this team. There's no question. Okay. But who was the guy they literally had to lock out of the gym? Man, I felt like it was a race, man. I don't know. It was, I feel like it was a race between – I say it was a race between AJ, JB, AJ, JB, me, and, and probably Bryce. Bryce was up there, too. I'll say it's a race between all of them guys. I'll say that because I, I'll give all of them their credit. They was in the gym a lot, a lot. Like we were all in the gym a lot. It's a, it's a hard one. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. That's yeah, what, that's we, had Ledante, we had Ledante on it. He gave credit to everybody. He said after Christmas break, everybody came in locked in. There wasn't any lethargic attitude or, or lack of work ethic. He said that this is the – and, you know, he played for us, and, and, and he, he was on a Big East championship team, and he said that y'all were out working them. <laughs> Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a tough one because you had everybody going to the gym, whether it was Nate, Noah, Justin. It was – like, I literally can say everybody was in the gym. Like, I've never been a part of anything like that. Like, you know, usually you got your couple players here and there, but this is a, a team full of, like, hard workers, like, that wanted to grind and, like, get to it. So I, I got to give credit to the whole team, too, man. It was tough because everybody, you know, went through their phase, but everybody stuck to it. Everybody was in the gym. We'll close out with a couple couple questions here. So number one, we talked about the transfers reloading. No question you guys changed the landscape of the recruiting mindset of Providence. Going into this year, we were an afterthought. We end the season ranked 13th. We go on a magical run. That helps bring in recruits. What would be your advice for the guys coming in this year as transfers? Put them egos away, man. You know, if you really want to do something special, I understand that everybody, you know, wants to come in and do something or be a big part here and there. But if you don't tuck them egos away, it'll be hard. 
So I feel like everybody put their egos aside and come together. They'll be special, man. Y'all got a great group coming in. They're really talented, just like just as we were. If everybody puts their egos aside and, you know, everybody does what they should, I think y'all will be right back where we were. I think y'all will pick up right where we left off. So we had an episode with Quante Berry, and we chatted with Jaden Pierre as well uh, through FriarBasketball.com. They both shouted you out and said that you've been a great mentor to them ever since they were in the fold. And, you know, they, they either signed their letter of intent or had questions like, can you, can you talk about your relationship being a mentor to those guys and, like, you know, just being a good person uh, to represent Friartown? Oh, man, great kids, man. But even – I mean, great – great athletes but even better kids I mean they want it they want to grind they want to be great they want to be special and I think they can be here under coach Cooley coach Ivan coach Battle and all the rest of the coaches man I feel like them being under their wing also having JB and all the transfers coming in the veteran guys if they step in line and do what they got to do and also learn and be sponges to the game I think the ceiling is high for them I feel like they're great kids great athletes they can put the ball in the hole they can play defense they're athletic I mean it's a lot of different things that they can do and I feel like they'll play a great part at Providence man as long as they you know keep continue to work hard continue to listen to coaches and continue to learn and expand their games I feel like the sky's the limit for them let's talk about your plans to play pro you can get in as detailed to this as you like or, or keep it a service level as, as you'd like as well what's going on in the world of, of Al Durham post Providence College Oh man, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of good things, man. I'm hearing a lot of positive things. I don't know what to expect going through this process, but it's a lot of positive things going into this. I'll have a couple big weeks coming up. And then, you know, as everybody is, we'll wait for the draft to come. But I've been hearing a lot of positive things. I've been working down here in Atlanta real hard, getting back to hundred percent. I feel great, I feel amazing. It's worth twenty years. No more. So I feel great. I feel good. And I'm just excited to see where, you know, this road takes me, honestly. To close, what did you think of Rhode Island? Like, I'm, I'm a native Rhode Islander. Rhode Island's a very unique place. What did you think about Rhode Island overall? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know what to expect coming into Rhode Island. I didn't know what Rhode Island looked like. I didn't know how it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like some old you know old town that nobody liked but it was out like by far a 10 out of 10 man you guys are great like i loved rhode island i love the city i love the food the people were good man you know when, <laughs> being a player there was you know i really enjoyed it you know people know who you are they show love they love the basketball team everybody everybody was amazing man and i think it it topped my expectations because I, I feel like I didn't know what to expect, but it ended up being a great experience for me. I met some great people. I met some great owners, donors, outstanding coaches, outstanding teammates, students, faculty, staff, like everybody was amazing, man. From the janitors to up, man, it was, it was a great experience. And I, man, I can't tell you, I tell you guys how blessed I am to come to Providence and, you know, just experience this. It's had, it was an eye-opener for me. And, I mean, if I would have never came, I would have never knew what was up there. But now that I know, it's an amazing city, amazing, amazing. I, I just can't say too many great things about it, man, because it was just that great for me. Wow. 
and, and, and I hope you know, like Kevin and I talk about this all the time, it, it is how big of an impact you truly made in a year. Like it, it feels like you played for us for four years. It feels like you were the missing piece to what we needed for a long time. A scoring combo guard who could create his own shot, who could hit free throws and be and be a leader on the floor. You you were you were just a dream to have in terms of a leader and 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 a brand ambassador for Friar basketball. And you know if, if we can get some recruits half as good as you coming through, I think we'll be just fine. Man, I appreciate that. That's amazing, man. And you know that's just. The only thing I, I really wanted to do is just leave an impact, man, and make sure I left it better than I found it. So it was that's amazing to hear, man. That's that's a an honor, man. It's a blessing to hear that from you guys because that's I mean, it's an honor, man, just to hear you guys say that and hear that you guys took to me how I took to you guys. I mean, it's a blessing, man. I can't I can't say too much about it, but I'm honored, man. I'm thankful. And you know, I appreciate you guys for accepting me and allowing me to be me here. Well, we're really looking forward to having you back at the dunk for games in the future as an, as an alumni. That'll be pretty cool. Oh, um, man, I got to come back. I got to come back and see my guys play. You know, we got to hang a banner. So, you know, that's just – that's two events right there already. So, I'll be back for sure. You don't even got to worry about that. I'll be back in Providence very – actually, I'll be in Providence very soon. Can't thank you enough for the memories of this past year. Like I said, you gave us something that we've waited over 20 years to see and go on another Sweet 16 run. We wish you the absolute best in your journey to play professional basketball. And we thank you for taking the time here on episode 25 of the Friar Podcast. Thank you guys, man. It's an honor to, for you guys to have me. I appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for everything, man. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to episode 25 of the Friar Podcast. And of course, a special thank you to our guest, the closer, Mariano Rivera, a.k.a. If you enjoy our content, please follow us on Twitter as well as Instagram and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be back again in the coming weeks. And as always, go Friars.